He is essentially their their manservant. Can you imagine if we all started quacking at once? No human would win in a fight against a cow. I think we're Goldilocks. We're Goldilocks. I mean, not like in the sense that we're actually... We're breaking and entering and then (laughs) stealing a variety of things from around the house for our own use. Something like that. I kind of meant it in the sense of like saying we're good. Yeah. Instead of saying good. Oh, Goldilocks was anything but good. (laughs) She was a criminal. And uh, quite frankly, just very rude. She was a scamp. <laughs> Just a very rude lady a little, overall. Little scamp. Is that that's a horrible word, isn't it? Scamp. Scamp. It sounds bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could be worse. So act like none of this happened, everybody. We should start the show here. Just like <laughs> works for me. We just started the show. Act like nothing happened. There's a piece that we were just talking about, everybody. Welcome back to Sushi Jackknife. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's been a little bit. There were reasons. Um, uh, there, we we'll just talk did, about reasons. We'll talk about reasons. Okay. There was we just did a whole bit about a thing, but then I got really nervous about the bit, mm-hmm. and we don't normally edit at all. But today I felt like uh, it just, and it was my fault. It wasn't anything Nathan did. Justin is worried that he might have offended someone yeah. with the the previous bit i'm in the clear and i don't care right right. so on that note um wasn't that fun everyone yeah uh so i I wanted to bring this up real quick i'm drinking your green tea you're drinking my greens uh you're new me it's new me new me organic tea is that newman's girlfriend that's how you say it new me uh which is it's a jasmine green tea mm-hmm. but they've taken the time to describe it as green tea scented with real jasmine blossoms huh. yeah is there an alternative in scenting tea to using real jasmine blossoms probably i bet there probably is in a in a uh, new me organic tea you, N- i feel like that would be the only choice yeah i think I, they just wanted to say it they yeah. just wanted to put it in our face that they use real They're jasmine blossoms. They're so cocky blossoms. about their jasmine blossoms. <laughs> they are. Just so cocky. Those fuckers over at Numi. Actually, they make great tea. It's fun. I, I, I like it. It's fun. Their uh, Earl Grey is one of my favorites. Well, this tea is acceptable. <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it's hot. Caffeine in it. That's really all I can Tastes ask. green. Tastes like green. Yeah, so yeah. why were we, why did we... Uh, there's a lot of things that happened. There's a so, lot of things that happened. The main one for me was I was sick last week. Yeah. Um, How, how's that E. coli thing going for you? Well, there's no E. coli. Okay. Uh, it, it was, so I'm, I'm going to tell a story here. And oh. I, for this, you need the background. That's why I'm oversharing right now to let you know it was stomach stuff get close everybody stomach stuff yeah now i'm really gonna overshare okay let's do it so uh 
so we were supposed to record last Friday, maybe uh, Thursday or Friday, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, Thursday or Friday before last. Well, yeah. And I, I had to cancel it. Mm-hmm. I spent the entire week um, in intestinal distress. Oh no! We'll we'll say it like that. The whole week. Well, weekend. Oh, Sorry, okay. weekend. Okay, yes. I was like, God. So, and I, I was feeling quite a bit better for Monday. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to work. Um, the last thing you want <laughs> is for anyone to notice, like, that you don't feel good or anything when you go to work, right? Yeah. And so I... I Packed up my lunch like normal, got my bag like normal, and I drove there. I'm walking in, walk all the way through the lobby, ride up the elevator with multiple people, walk to my desk, and realize that um, the anti-diarrhea medicine oh, no. that I had oh, no. Oh, no. was in my lunchbox <laughs> in a mesh pocket. Oh no! With the label face out <laughs> towards everyone that had been on the elevator with me, so for sure, at least one person that day was like, "Hey, Nathan's got the squirts," <laughs> and you can't really just you know walk around to everyone you saw and go, "It was an in case situation." You're anything if not. Wait, no, I said that backwards. You're nothing if not a good Boy Scout. That's correct. Yeah. That's what I pride myself most on is my Boy Scouting ability. <laughs> so everyone sees hmm. your uh, anti-diarrhea meds. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know who noticed, but I like there. Were, I think there were five people on the elevator with me. Odds are one out of those five people at yeah. least yeah. noticed the bright blue box in my gray lunchbox <laughs> that just said enlarge because we buy generic in my house. Oh, certainly. It just says anti-diarrhea. Doesn't even give you like the uh, the mask of a brand name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's fully 100% advertising why it exists and why I have it. <laughs> I did not have to use it. Just oh, in case anyone good. wants to know. Oh, yeah. I did. I was going to ask. So, the weekend was rough, but by Monday, you were yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 And I, I've made it all the way to today. Wow. Yeah. I have, I have not pooped my pants one time. Is that a gurgle I hear? Over there? I got to be honest with you. That's kind of where I thought that story was going to go. Yeah. Because you were like, I got all the way to my desk, and then I realized that... That I had pooped my pants? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm an adult. I very rarely poop my pants. Yeah, that's good. So you got the ratio down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's this guy. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. I don't remember his name. I think I heard about it on uh, that that podcast, Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, yeah. a long time ago. Good show. Um, There's this guy that does like an annual report every year of his life, and he'll be like. Uh, times I ate ice cream and I'll put it on like a graph and then I'll break it down by flavor and then like days that I got a parking ticket times that I wore a blue shirt stuff like that and he puts it all like this mundane information into like this report 
And it kind of becomes this interesting thing. And I was just thinking about times I didn't poop my pants this year <laughs> on a pie chart. Uh, oh, man. I hope that... <laughs> I hope that the ratio isn't, you know, so close that he can graph on a pie chart number of times I didn't poop my pants right. versus number of times I did. Right, because right, there has see, to be... we're down to 8%. <laughs> Just this little sliver right here. <laughs> That's uh, 2% over last year. It's been a rough year. I, For some reason in my head, I imagine him presenting this entire report to a board of directors. Yeah, somewhere. of course. Yeah, yeah. So Just, you'll see. that This year, as you'll see, our blue shirt usage was up 23%. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! <laughs> our mint chocolate chip consumption way down. <laughs> Feeling good about that. Way down. Oh, man. Yeah, you can get really granular with something like that. Uh, do you remember, was he was he married? No, no, no. I think he's a single guy. That's a... Yeah. That's probably going to continue to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> imagine doing... No one wants to put up with that. <laughs> imagine you're doing that to your partner. That would be awful. They would... Oh, they would kill you. Honey, do you want me to graph your stuff today, too? It would be all you did all the time. <laughs> I was graphing socks. Do you want me to graph your socks as well? <laughs> Just thought you'd like to know how often you wear those booties. Oh, that would be so miserable. Oh, it'd be awful. Um, I I honestly cannot think of a worse thing you would have to put up with on a daily basis. <sighs> than someone graphing your life. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. I uh, So you were sick, mm -hmm. and then... I left town. Yeah. You just... I just... You just blew this pop Kicked stand. up my boots and headed west. And Podcast Dog was with me. No, actually, she stayed here. All, you headed west all the way to, to the other side of the state. Yeah, Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> you went from the middle of the state to, to the Memphis. west of the state. I've been calling it Memphis for some reason. Memphis. I, I don't know why. It just feels... I like Memphis. I'm going to throw that out there. First of all, I've been there many times, but this is the, this is like the first time I think I've ever stayed there overnight. It's always been day trips. Oh, you got to stay there overnight. That's about three hours from here. Yeah. Three and a half, something like that. Two, two and a half, three and a half. Um, so uh, we went because my wife was doing a training thing. She was like leading a training thing. What were they training? Uh, about like brain development I, I, and stuff. You don't I really, don't care. really care. I didn't much. think you did. Yeah. I just I needed to know if it added anything to the story. And as it, it turns out, no. it's not relevant. It was just it. an excuse to go. So uh, Holden and I went, and like that meant that like during the day she was gone, and he and I would like do stuff, and then you know pick her up in the afternoon. And so that was fun. We stayed. <laughs> the hotel room tried me. We stayed at a Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn's generally yeah. fine. Good, yeah. I would it's, say. It's the third option. There's the hotel, the motel, and the Holiday Inn. Go ahead. Yeah. I learned through the course of the week that Holiday Inn originated in... What, is that a thing? Yeah. Is that like a commercial Sugar or something? Sugar Hill Gang. Come on. Oh, got it. Okay. Hotel, hotel Motel. Holiday Inn. <laughs> Go ahead. So, um, you need to pull that up. So, uh, we stayed at the Holiday Inn, found out through the course of the week that 
it originated the first Holiday Inn was in Memphis. Memphis. And so the great thing about the Holiday Inn was that it was uh it was a Holiday Inn, you might say, in in transition. It was a Holiday Inn that was going Are, aren't through Aren't they all always in transition? In transition. <laughs> it was a Holiday Inn wherein the upper floors mm-hmm. were being renovated. Yeah, I believe they were renovating from the top down. Though they were also renovating the lobby. So they were renovating from the bottom and the top at the same time. I I don't know why, but I feel like that would be the wrong way to renovate. Right? I honestly don't have any idea why I think that. I, it doesn't matter. I, it doesn't really, no. But I, I would assume you would start at the bottom. Go up. And then go up. Yeah, wouldn't you think? So maybe, maybe they don't want to haul all their equipment back down. See, that makes sense. If you take it upstairs one time, every time you finish a floor, you just I don't know. You just bring it down one it's flight ridiculous. of stairs. Yeah. All of it's ridiculous. So <laughs> I don't know if you've ever stayed in a hotel that was being renovated while you were staying in it. Mm-hmm. Not the best experience I've had in my life. I will say the people were lovely. They made up for it, but but. The drills and hammers and saws started not at 8 a.m., mm-hmm. at 7.55 every 7:55 damn morning. That's yeah. a very exact time I for mean, them it, to it, start. They did. They started at 7.55. Do you think they lined up at 7.50, <laughs> got their tools, and then Synchronized the foreman is just there going, all right. <laughs> We got 45 more seconds. (laughs) And it's like, you know, how when you drill into concrete, Mm -hmm. it resonates. Yeah. And so it just traveled through the entire building. It was awful. Um, Yeah. And the construction guys were like everywhere. So you would get in the elevator and you'd be in there with like two dudes (laughs) that are like, you know, like just sawed some shit and they smell terrible. You know, and they're sweating and, and everything. They're working, you know, yeah. they're working. Yeah. And you have just gotten out of the shower. You've used your complimentary coconut. Why is it always coconut? Coconut soap. The little bars have like a coconutty. I don't know why. I, I always just call it a uh, hotel soap. Why? I don't know what, what it is. Is coconut like the cheapest scent that they have? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that must be what it is, right? <laughs> I mean, it could be it could be worse than coconut. Yeah. Yeah. I... I it could be like a very strong floral scent. That's true. That would be way worse. That would be coconut. worse. I agree. I agree. That stuff, by the way, sucks all the moisture out of your body. It's like laying in sand. Mm-hmm. And just... Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Anyway, so... Not the best experience I've ever had staying in this hotel. But like I said, the people were great. So they kind of made up for it because they were awesome. But... And they had just put in the bar... So, like, literally, I was the first... <laughs> what does this say about my life? I was the first customer at the hotel bar. Are they going to hang a plaque? I think I think so. I, I got a selfie with the bartenders. The bronze like, bus. Yeah. <laughs> Memphis is great, though. Memphis has a lot of culture. The way I would contrast it to Nashville, right? Mm. Nashville, everyone is trying super, super hard. There's a high level of fuck-giving. In Nashville. And well, I think that depends on where you're at. It depends on where you're at. In and Memphis, what you're doing. In overall, life. overall. In Memphis, the level of fucks is significantly less. See, 
this is, but this is a a you situation here. A me situation? Yes, because of the circles you run in. That's not a. All right. That's not an everyday situation. Okay. Okay. We have a lot of people here that do not care. <laughs> it's in in the in the music industry. Yes. Oh, that's my circle. In I the guess. music okay. circle. Yeah. In in the everything else circle. The day to day living life. Nah, people don't. So it's a, it's a comparable level of fucks between yeah, the two. Probably. Okay. All right. Well, and if you if you went to Memphis, yeah, and you got into that Memphis hip hop scene, I bet you'd see it's right there with the same level of trying. That's probably true. Can't knock the hustle. No, you can't knock the can't hustle. Can't knock the hustle. Hustle and flow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone... That they, was a thing, yeah. Yeah, everyone <laughs> keeps saying that I need to watch this movie. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. You would probably... We should watch it together. Mm. That sounds like a nice friend activity for I don't us. know. I feel like... And this is going to be a a fairly controversial thing yeah. to say here. Yeah. At a certain point, if I haven't watched a movie... I'm just never going to watch that movie. I know what you mean. And I think that that movie has crossed the, the threshold. threshold. It's probably a five-year five year rule. Yeah. Yeah. Anything older than five years, unless... A classic. Yeah, unless it's a classic. Hmm, You're never going to... Let me say, I want to caveat my, my number of fucks thing in saying that I was refreshed by it. Because a lot of people that I run to... And you're right, it's my circle. The people I run into here are trying super hard to the point that it's annoying yeah you know what i mean and they're being fake a lot of the time there people aren't really being fake and it's awesome it's refreshing you know what i mean because it's like okay like you're you you know you're not putting on a front you know what i mean as much or yeah are they they just better at it could be think about it man why are you acting like my therapist right now (laughs) making me think about other shit expand your mind i don't like it i don't like it i don't want to think about other shit and for the record hustle and flow is from 2005 it's definitely Uh, going to be watched that's i mean we're a cool decade and a half away from that now so um that's wild um so anyway we did a few things while we were there. Uh, I rode a riverboat. First time for that. That was cool with my kid. That was, okay. That was fun. We had a very, you know, a, a great tour guide who told us stories about boats that sank and boats that caught on fire. And... You, let me ask you this, because yeah. I've ridden a riverboat. You, do you believe them? Do you believe their stories? Uh, a little, not a whole, not all I, of it. I, uh, it was, um... I guess it was a lake boat, technically, because it boat? was in it was it was in the Great Lakes. I think that's the problem. <laughs> but they they had the same number of like this is the boat. This is where this boat sank. Well, there was a big storm. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know that I believe that this many boats have been lost to the uh, Lake Michigan shoreline. <laughs> this guy said. God, what did he say? I think he said like 1,200 or something like that are in the bottom of the river. And he said that like the way the river works, this is the Mississippi, right? Yeah. You don't find shit. Like there's so much mud and like it all moves and stuff so much that like. That I believe. Things just go away and you never see it again. You know what I mean? The 1,200 
It seems feasible. Yeah. Keeping in mind that we're going back to like... 18... What eight, the fuck? Like 1820. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that seems feasible. Yeah. I don't know. I I always feel like any of their stories, it's probably about a tenth of the level of drama that they try to bring to it. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> like, a lot of those were, like, a person on some sort of raft. Right. They're like, my raft is going down. I better get off my raft. And then they got off on the shoreline and walked away. And there's a guy over there going, tally mark. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we get 1,200. 875. Let's keep going. Come on, come on, come on. And, there's, and he's got a hype, man. Mm-hmm. Mark it! Mark it, man! Mark it! So... Um, yeah, we did some, we ate at the arcade restaurant, um, which is where Elvis used to eat. Okay. Um, I think they're, I think they're the originator of the peanut butter banana rig, at least. That's a claim to fame right there. Yeah. Like. And it tastes good in your mouth hole. Sure does. That's, (laughs) that's their motto. Yeah. It tastes. (laughs) Tastes good in your mouth hole. (laughs) Uh, I had French toast there. Very good. Very good. Uh, what else did we do? Children's Museum. I mean, it was a children's did museum. You, did you uh, go to the Civil Rights Museum? Didn't do that. I wow. didn't do a lot of the... I didn't want to museum... I have a four-year-old. I didn't want to museum him wow. out. You know what I mean? Not, oh, yeah. not too woke. No, every... <laughs> <laughs> All the times I've been to Memphis, too, and I still haven't been. We. I actually need to go back at some point. Yeah. Because we went like a year ago. To see a Grizzlies game, woke. yeah, Memphis Grizzlies, yeah. Um, but we were just over. We were there overnight. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to do any museums. Sure, because we first off, we only had like three hours. Yeah, that they would have been open by the time we were there anyway. Totally. Um, and you know, if you're there one night, you don't want to go to all the museums. No, that are there you'll be tired as shit. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned just the other day that we need to go back. And my wife's response was, why? (laughs) And I said, there's a lot of museums and stuff to go see. I don't know that we're going back to Memphis. (laughs) Get a strong reaction, huh? It was, she apparently found it boring. Really? I mean, we didn't go to any museums. I don't know how you can say it was boring. We mostly went to the hotel and then walked from the hotel to the basketball game. And then walked back from the basketball game to the hotel. There you go. And then we slept. Here's what I learned. <laughs> Here's what I learned. Um, the Peabody Hotel in Memphis, mm-hmm. which is historic, been there since yeah. way back. We went in there. You went in there. Yeah, we were beautiful. We were like a block away from it. Yeah, we were we were right across the street. Um, mm-hmm. That place is worth staying in. They do the duck thing. Yeah. Did you see the duck thing? Uh, well, I have a child. You didn't have a child at the time. We went to the duck thing. You went to the duck thing. Here's what they don't tell you about the duck thing. All right. Um, you know how on TV, when they talk about the duck thing, they make it sound like it's it attracts huge crowds. Yeah. And you're like, it's ducks. It can't possibly be. They don't give you a warning on TV that that is legitimately what actually really does. <laughs> they're not overselling it. If anything, they're underselling the amount of people yeah. who are there. Yeah, it's true. I saw not one duck because we were so There's far. so many. Yeah. Like it was people lined up like five deep to see these ducks. They're just, I don't know what they look like. I don't know. Do people know what the duck thing is? 
No, well, it's. I, I guess we should tell them. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, the hotel. And I looked this up at the time. Don't remember why. Yeah, but they have a tradition of walking ducks through the hotel. Yeah, up to their roost. They have a duck palace yeah. on the roof. And then we back down it. and... Well, I think they start at the duck palace. It's where they live. Is that, it's, they start there, come down to they the co- fountain, right? They, they, yeah, they take the elevator down to the mm, fountain. Naturally. There is a duck master who is a guy. <laughs> very dapper. Very dapper, like bellhop type suit with a duck cane. And he, you know, essentially yells at the ducks. How, how much so do you... Do you think a duck master gets paid? You know, I wondered a lot about that. Is that his only job? Or is I, that like Tony the janitor? And Tony gets to take a break in the morning and in the evening. And be the duck master. Yeah, be the duck master. I, I thought about that. I thought, like, does this guy work the desk the rest <laughs> of the time? How boring would that be? Because you, you're the duck master twice a day, but the rest of the time you're just checking people in and checking people mm-hmm. out, saying, yeah, I can get you another box of tissues, whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's his whole gig because I think he feeds them. I think mm-hmm. he waters them. I think he takes them to the vet. I think he does his thing. I think he... I, yeah. I like to think that he has a desk over where... Like in the Duck Palace. In the Duck Palace. That he sits at all day just answering the phone going, the ducks come back down at 4.50. <laughs> exactly. It's it's 4.50. That's when we'll get the ducks. You want to line up early. Okay. I'll... Ah, it's ringing again. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he has like a throne. You know what I mean? Like, No. He gets like a legit. No, you... the ducks get a throne. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's. He is essentially their their manservant. That's true. He's a slave to yeah, the he, ducks. He he's the the bitch to the ducks. He's the duck bitch. He he does all of the ducks bidding. Duck bitch. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> if the ducks want, you know, if if they want cake at three a.m., guess who has to go get the ducks? Their three a.m. The duck cake. picks up the phone mm-hmm. and goes whack whack. And this guy has to get up out of bed. Mm-hmm. I assume he has a he has like a a, a fold out bed in the duck palace. It's it's somewhere. a Murphy bed. Yeah, it's a Murphy bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they bring him down on the elevator. Everything in this place is ducks, by the way. Yeah, it's a beautiful ho- old hotel, marble floors, a lot of payphones, a lot of payphones that don't really work. A piano in the in the in the lobby, a bar in the lobby, mm-hmm. just nice as shit, beautiful. Yeah. And there's this fountain in the middle of the lobby. Well, these ducks walk a red carpet from the elevator up a couple little stairs, and they jump in the fountain, and they swim around. He then rolls up the carpet, does his thing, answers questions, gives little duck pins to children, mm-hmm. holding out a little duck pin. Super cute. Um, and then he, you know, they, they, they go back up, and he fucks off to do whatever he's got to do. Which is be their slave. Whatever the ducks tell him to do. <laughs> <laughs> and he feeds them this like cracked corn or something and that's mm-hmm. how they're trained and but literally they go and he goes duckies stop and they stop and the duckies go and they go i wonder how hard it is to train a duck it's gotta be pretty goddamn stupid right like you would think <laughs> but does that make it easier or harder because yeah if they have no reasoning and you're like, here's some food. If you do the thing, they may just go, eh, I'm going to stop all the time now. <laughs> um, apparently, 
And they're so well trained that he just left. Like they stayed in the fountain. Yeah, that's what they do. And he just left. Um, While well, he he goes and answers his phone. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a wooden one of those wooden ducks. <laughs> that's the phone. <laughs> um, you gotta think any animal that has allowed human beings to keep it and systematically murder it for <laughs> thousands of years has got to be pretty fucking stupid, right? Like. Like, a cow can't be... Well, I guess there's pigs. They say pigs are pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, not smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, 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 you know, every, I think, you know, chickens are obviously stupid. Yeah. Like, you look oh, at a chickens chicken. are the dumbest. <laughs> I wonder if they're stupider than they were when we started, though. Like, pre-domestication. I wonder if chickens were sitting around doing Sudoku, and then we just started to breed the stupid... We took the stupidest chicken, I, I the feel chicken like, that couldn't hold a pencil. <laughs> I feel like what you're what you're describing is going to be the next thing that like Whole Foods starts advertising. <laughs> this chicken had an IQ of 95, much higher than most of the chickens. <laughs> That's most higher than most people. <laughs> 95? No. What's, what is the IQ? How does that work? I forget. Let's see. In the low end, like seventy. Um, if a if a chicken had an IQ of ninety five, it would be walking around talking and stuff. Not necessarily. I mean, what are you saying that everyone who who can't speak? Wow! Has, wow! Way to has an way IQ to, way to below ninety two. Wait, obviously not. Um, eighty five <laughs> is the median is right here on this bell curve. Oh, okay. You can see on the bell curve. Yeah, uh, it is. Let's see, doing some quick math here. Like the bottom sixteen percent is under eighty-five. Okay, what about ninety-five? Where's ninety-five sit? Well, ninety-five is here. Okay, in between eighty-five and a hundred, so it would still be in the mi- minority. Okay, what's it's the below, median IQ? According to this <laughs> this chart, this very scientific chart. That I found on Google that may not be correct. A hundred. Okay, a hundred is okay. That's what you want. That's what you want. If you're below a hundred, you're in the lower half of the population. You are dumber than a majority of the people. Gotcha. So anyone listening to this, <laughs> if you take an IQ test, yeah, you know I think the IQ is actually kind of bullshit. Oh, oh, it is. It's pretty bullshit. Yeah. But don't let that comfort you if you're listening. <laughs> However, if you're a pig listening to this plotting revolution, yeah. you're probably pretty smart. I, um, yeah, no, I, I would assume that uh, all of the animals that we've slaughtered for thousands of years are fairly got to be pretty dumb, right? Because <laughs> yeah. at some point, they would have been like, wait a minute, <laughs> this... This can't go on. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. has to stand. <laughs> Someone's got to stand for this. You know, there's one farmer. There's 50 of us. There's a field full of us. <laughs> Can you imagine if we all started quacking at once? We could distract him and then we could bite him. And uh, If cows ever figure out. Oh, we're fucked. I mean, we could. <laughs> no human would win in a fight against a cow. Hell no. <laughs> Can you imagine? This is such a funny thought. <laughs> Can you imagine just walking outside and your big fear is I'm going to get trampled by a cow? <laughs> Will you ask your, your therapist 
if that's anything she's ever heard of. <laughs> I, I will. Have we talked about? Have we talked about the the phobia of that? There's a duck somewhere in the world watching you. No, I don't know if we've if I brought that up. Is this an actual? thing? It's a legitimate phobia that somewhere. Look it up. Look up duck phobia. Um. There's some people have this legitimate phobia that somewhere in the world there's a duck or a goose watching your every move. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's such an oddly specific. Right? It's so specific. It had to be a duck. Anatidophobia. That's it. That's the one. An- Anatidophobia. Anatidophobia is the fear that somewhere somehow. <laughs> <laughs> a duck is watching you. Even that description is hilarious. And the picture they've chosen here um, is a duck. <laughs> it's like a white Easter duck. Clearly, like mid chase of a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I I would love uh, to. <laughs> To have seen the look on the therapist's face when they were the first person to come across <laughs> this. Wait, uh, so is there anything you want to talk about? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really know how to say it. Um, it's just like throughout the day, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting around. I just get the feeling that a duck's watching me. A j- just a duck. <laughs> A duck? Yeah, a duck. Like a... Just like any duck. Daffy duck, Donald yeah, no, duck? No, just any any of the ducks. Like a real duck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a duck. Like a mallard? Somewhere, somehow, that thing's watching me. There's a duck. One of the, like, dingy-looking female ones? Don't know which one it is. It's watching it just, me, though. It's a non-specific duck? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a general schema of a duck? It's a peeping Tom duck. It's a peep- <laughs> Does the duck have, like, a crystal ball? Like, what's the method that... How can it watch you all the time? A camera system of some sort? I like this is this goes to show how bad of a person I am. If I knew a person who had this phobia, I would be so tempted. Oh, of course. <laughs> to get one of those duck decoys. Go go to go to uh Bass Pro Shop, get duck decoys. And put them outside their windows. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think the duck master is at risk of developing this phobia? <laughs> like, is that one of the hazards? That's that's the of- <laughs> number one uh, cause of retirement for duck, duck masters. masters. They just, they're just they're in my head. They're in my head. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I. Uh, when he looks in the mirror, sometimes there's just a duck looking back at him. <laughs> it's those beady it's worst eyes. case scenario right oh there. Oh my god, those beady little oh, eyes. Man. I I mean ducks are a little creepy. I are guess they? I kind of never get it. thought that before. I well, they they could be. <laughs> Anything could be. I of all okay. Of all the birds you eat, I feel like a duck would be the most concerning one. I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I think of, I was going to say a rooster, but you don't really eat roosters. You eat chickens. Yeah. I wouldn't be concerned about chicken because as we've established, they're the dumbest. 
Is there something, is there some sort of wisdom that a duck has or something? Does it? An owl. Yeah. I know you don't eat it. But they're But creepy. an owl would be the, the worst yeah. bird to come across. It would. Because that one knows things. Oh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> an owl. An owl is the bird that would be most likely to blackmail you. <laughs> I, that's a really big concern if you have owls around. That is a big concern. We, at my office, uh, maybe this should have been like a sign, but for a few years now, when we look outside, occasionally there is a turkey vulture. <laughs> That has just roosted, we're on the fourth floor, just roosted by the window, and is just looking at <laughs> So maybe, maybe we should have looked at that. A sign that, a sign that your job is, is going away. Yeah. <laughs> we all need to leave this building immediately. The vultures have arrived. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, I don't know, I, w- I kind of wish we could talk to the Duckmaster. I, Do you think if you called the Peabody, you could get the Duckmaster on the phone? Oh, no way. No way. I, you'd have to talk to a duck directly, and then they would have to order <laughs> him to talk to you. I don't know. I don't know what you would have to do to talk to a With duck. The little master. duck patch bay. They just. How may I connect your call? I have to say, he was the nicest guy. I. I don't even know what he looks like. He's he's a very I didn't see him either. I picture cut. a handlebar mustache. No, no, no. Very clean cut young fella. I still picture the handlebar mustache. And if I meet him in real life ever, I'm still going to picture the handlebar mustache. <laughs> Why? It just I feel like anyone who tends to ducks all day probably going to have a handlebar mustache. What if he Wait, okay. So the alternate scenario is that he Works the desk the rest of the time. Yeah. That means there's a second person who tends to the ducks. Mm-hmm. This could be your handlebar man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like, the backup. No one ever sees him, though. He stays in the duck palace all the time. Do you? So, like, at my job, when our manager calls in sick, yeah, uh, we kind of just all tend to ourselves. Sure. Do you think if the duck master calls in sick... Yeah. The ducks are just left to come down on their own? <laughs> That's a great question. There has to be a backup duck master. Or is there a duck who takes takes the lead? Well, I got to say, it's a pretty patriarchal society because the mallard led the way. And there was only one mallard. And there were like four female ducks. They're not very woke either. No, no. Those ducks are old school. Oh, man. Yeah. And they did. They they Literally, he, he led and they followed. What what do you have to do as a lady duck to break that duck glass ceiling? I think you have to kill the duck master. <laughs> oh. And somehow turn your head green. There we go. That's a that's a big thing in the duck community. That's that's the uh, equivalent of like the legends you hear about a a girl who wants to fight in a war yeah. and so she cuts her hair short. Right. If you're a duck you just like dip your head in green paint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you're I'm a boy duck yeah. now. <laughs> you're Joan of Arc. <laughs> oh. I know. So the well that was a long diatribe about one thing I did. Yeah. Um Yeah. Did, did that uh you know, had a I you know what? I I like I still like Memphis. I kind of hate that hotel. 
the Holiday Inn, but I like Memphis. You so should I, stay at the Peabody next I, time. I, I'm going to. It wasn't that much more. I looked it up. How, how much is the Peabody? It's like 160 something a night. It's, it's not bad. It is one of the nicest hotels I've ever seen. Me too. Likewise. Likewise. And you can just kind of wander around the place. It's amazing. Let's see. They have one of those pianos that play themselves. A uh, player piano? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Lansky um, clothier place in there, too. The people that, like, you know, Elvis wore their clothes. If Super nice jackets. If you were to go right now, you could get a room tonight Mm. for $209. That's still not that bad. I don't care. $262 with taxes and fees. Whoa. Memphis. Whoa. (laughs) But you know what? You can't get a hotel room here. No. For like under 300 bucks. But it's crazy. I live here, so I don't have to worry about that. You don't need one. No, 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 no. no. And I don't want more people coming here. Neither do I. Did you hear about the period hotel that we, I think, have now? They were building it. I think it's open. I think it's called Holston House. The period? Period hotel. Like, it's set in the 40s kind of oh, thing. Okay. You were very sure, confused for I wasn't a minute. sure if we were going, like, punctuation, oh, menstruation. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I, neither. A, a punctuation 19- hotel? Yeah. <laughs> you you go stay over there with the other semicolons. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Too excited. Get out of here. <laughs> full this stop. This is the period full hotel. Full stop. That's a security guard. Full stop. Yeah. Um... No, I did not know. Why Why would that be a thing? Doesn't that sound fun to you? A period hotel? Yeah. No. You stay there and it's The like... hotel is where I go in, on a trip to get away from things like that. Um... Like you, you go... You go do the touristy thing. Yeah. And then you go back to the hotel and you're like, you're all dead to me. I'm in my hotel now. <laughs> what's on hgtv i don't know i mean I, I don't know i think it could be kind of relaxing no why would that be relaxing just just because like you could go i mean like picture the restaurant in that hotel okay you can get a, st- a steak a martini i can also get that in i know any other hotel i wonder there. if you can smoke in there that would be interesting i i doubt, I doubt that. it i doubt it yeah. i mean they didn't they didn't go and get the laws from changed 1940 <laughs> <laughs> separate entrances yeah. and exits and all that um <laughs> they're they're also not going to reject any minorities that come in i'm assuming mm. we'll see about that um i'm picturing the lounge having like a jazz band in it like a small you know yeah jazz band i guess i this is what i th- this is what i see i don't know it sounds fun to me i i just i just want doesn't sound fun to you i want a hotel to just be a place Standard where I go. possible. Yeah. I, um, I'm not... I don't go on trips to experience the hotel. <laughs> I think I do, I don't care. to some degree. I don't yeah. care about the hotel. I want it to be clean. Yeah. And I will sleep there. And then in the morning, I will get up and leave the hotel to go do fun things. Yeah, I know. I, I then, understand. And then the but... hotel, at that point, as I have left, can burn to the ground for all I care. <laughs> I am done with it. <laughs> If the Peabody caught on fire, yeah. Do you think the Duckmaster's like fly, fly, <laughs> fly, my friends, fly? They have a fire drill yeah. once every quarter, yeah, where the ducks just fly out a window. 
And just in case you're curious, the Duck Master is left to burn. <laughs> Everyone else dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, the Duck Master goes down with his ship. Yeah, yeah. For sure. He he, uh, he just watches him fly out the window and goes, I trained you well! And then he's engulfed in flames. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Wow, God, who knew that we would go so deep on the Duck Master? Yeah. It's a fascinating thing. It's it's very confusing. It's just, all around. It's just a very confusing. <laughs> Actually, I took, you know what? I just remembered. I took a picture of a brief history of why they do this. So let me, let me well, describe Well, I can it. tell you because I know I've read it. Yeah. It doesn't make it make any more sense. <laughs> I, I think you're right. The legend of the ducks. Here we go. How did the tradition of the ducks begin in the, in the Peabody? Wait. How did the tradition of the ducks in the Peabody fountain begin? That's a very... That's that's how you put words together. That's a very heavy sentence. Back in 1933, Frank Shutt, general manager of the Peabody and a friend, Chip Barwick, returned from a weekend hunting trip to Arkansas. The men had a little too much Tennessee sipping whiskey. Oh no, Nathan! Uh Uh-oh. And thought it would be funny to place some of their live duck decoys... It was legal then for hunters to use live decoys in the Peabody, in the beautiful Peabody Fountain. Live decoys? That was a real duck that they... Hold it, wait. So they... In this situation... Yeah. They bring their own ducks... Yeah. ...to go duck hunting. Yeah. Then bring their ducks back... I'm assuming live means they didn't die at any point in time. <laughs> they didn't put a bunch of dead ducks in the mountain. Yeah. Hey, man, this would be funny. <laughs> People would be freaked out in the morning. All right, well. Uh, three small English call ducks were selected as guinea pigs, uh, and the reaction was nothing short of enthusiastic. Thus began a Peabody tradition, which was to become internationally famous. The original ducks have long since been eaten. No, oh, gone. But after more than 80 years, the marble fountain in the hotel lobby is still graced with ducks. Today, the mallards are raised by a local farmer and friend of the hotel. The ducks live in the fountain until they are full grown. Oh. And on retirement from the Peabody, from their Peabody duties are returned to the wild. 11 and 5 daily. How do they do out there in the wild? No, they can't do well. Um, so I I found an article here from okay uh, an NPR station. Got it. Explaining what live decoys are. Okay. They just kept ducks, and then took the ducks out. Okay. So they could shoot other ducks. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay. okay. I I felt like I had to be missing something. Here. Yeah. No. I am not. Um, and it was mostly used uh, for the calling. Oh, okay. So, so, so these they would, people okay. were just lazy, right, and didn't want to use a duck call, right. So they brought ducks to do the calling for them. Yeah, interesting. It seems like, and I, I mean, I could be speaking out of turn here. It's <laughs> illegal now, so no one can do it. Yeah, but it seems like. They could have saved themselves a lot of time and just shot the ducks they already had. (laughs) They were right there. You don't have to travel with them anymore. (laughs) And you have duck. You got duck right there right now. But, I mean, that's why I'm not a hunter. 
Yeah, likewise. Yeah, these things wouldn't occur to me either. I would just go to a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, call ahead. It takes a while. Mm -hmm. It takes a while. I I assume most people who hunt duck, by the time they shoot the duck, there's not much duck left. Yeah, it's gotta be. I mean, I think they shoot them with a shotgun, right? So Uh, yeah, it's got a bunch of little BBs in it. Do Do you think though the uh, NRA people who are all about these uh, semi-automatic rifles. Yeah, those bastards, yeah. Do you think they ever hunt ducks? With a semi-automatic rifle? Here's what I think the test should be for gun control now. (laughs) All right, I like this. We will not pass anything extra uh, regulating guns if you can use that gun... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to hunt a duck and then serve that duck for dinner. <laughs> there has to be something left. Like, and not like, you know, throw a little bit of duck meat out. Like, it has to be served for dinner. Intact. In a, in a very nice presentation. You're going to have uh, Gordon Ramsay come over. He's going he's gonna to roast your duck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be lovely. Yeah. But if you blow too much of the duck away, there's no duck left. Gordon Ramsay comes in and he screams at you. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be very busy. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. This is a good that, test. Yeah. That seems like like no one can figure out a logical way to do this, apparently. That's the logical way. It's called the duck test. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't feasibly hunt a duck with that gun, you don't need it. And if you're keeping it because you're afraid the military is going to come after you, they have bombs. It doesn't matter. Just give up. <laughs> I'm into That's it. for my relatives. No, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's for all my Oklahoma relatives. The military will destroy you. Oh, the people who think they yeah. can overthrow the government. Yeah. And that's why we need guns? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, just in case. Just in case the government gets, you know, too tyrannical, you know, that semi-automatic rifles really going to do a number against those jets <laughs> yeah that always that that argument more than any well, not more than any other but that argument befuddles me because yeah. i'm like don't you know that they can just give you anthrax like there's so many ways they can kill you if well, they really really want to and it's 2018 now with that gun you know what you're doing you're shooting a drone that's right and that drone is probably heavily armored, and you will not kill that drone. <laughs> and they have 20,000 more of them. <laughs> exactly. I mean, every time you hear a story about someone using one of these guns for something, it always ends because the gun jammed. All right. You're not going to fight a revolution very well with that gun. <laughs> not to mention they can just drain your bank account. They, they, can, they can literally do whatever they, they want. They have a guy for that. Yeah. They have a guy that sits around all day and just goes clickety clickety click. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, duck test. Duck test. Present it to Congress. Get it signed. I like it. And as you know, we'll tag on to the end of that that uh, if the bill is ratified, it immediately impeaches Donald Trump. <laughs> that would be good. I I will if he signs my duck test bill yeah. into law. 
I will give him a handshake and not say anything rude about him wow. for a full week. That is that's a hell of a co- <laughs> I wow. know. I don't go a week without insulting anyone. Like no one goes a week without an insult from me. Me included? Everyone. Oh man. <laughs> God damn. Everyone. I'm, most of yours just come directly to your face. <laughs> oh, they do? Oh. I- <laughs> Is it bad that I haven't noticed? I I don't know. You'll have to you'll have to talk that one out. I'm not yeah. in charge of that. <laughs> yeah, you, you know it's funny. You keep coming up and uh, and uh, and she's you know she's ever so subtly suggesting that um, the psychological abuse has to end. <laughs> it's funny being in therapy. I mean, we don't have to talk about therapy again, but it's funny being in there because you think things. And then you say them to another person, and there's something to that. There's yeah, something that, to that's say. That's like how conversation. Yeah, works I know. And stuff. Right. I know, but like, <laughs> it's it's crazy. I know it's wild, right? And then they sit there, and they're like, "They're." I know their job is to be objective, mm-hmm. but like, I go through life wanting everyone to like me. Yeah, and like, I think she likes me, but she's like, not. <laughs> she like doesn't. You know, she's pretty blank. Mm-hmm. And that's their job. But I forget that in the midst of things. Yeah. And I just want her to, like, crack a little... You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want her to, I want to, I just want her to crack. Well, you know? You know she doesn't. She doesn't care. Like, I mean, like, she cares yeah. about your mental health. Sure. But, like, the story that you're telling, she hears 8,000 stories <sighs> a day. That's true. Yeah, she doesn't care. And I always think, like... <laughs> I always think uh, the person who was right before me... Mm-hmm. The person that just got here, or the person that just left, like, uh, are they going through something 20,000 times worse than me? Like, if you're a therapist, like, do you like the easy ones better or the challenges better? You know what I I mean? I have always assumed, because this is how I would be. I would be most irritated by the people who don't really have anything going on, but think they do <laughs> yeah yeah like the the people who are essentially just very whiny you, yeah you, you know the people who yeah. don't there's no mental issue they don't really need therapy in any greater sense right <laughs> but they come in thinking what they have is the most important and worst right. thing that's ever right. happened right and I, and that's not, and I, yeah. I'm assuming it's a 23 year old girl. It's oh, always a 23 year old girl. Come on now. <laughs> I, I, I work with 23 year old girls. They have a lot of drama in life. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, when you're 23, 20, I mean, 23 year old guys, if we're going with gender roles here, which I am because it's the simplest way to divide this up, 23 year old guys are at a point in their life that they don't care about anything. That's true. And 23 year old ladies are at a point where everything seems way more important than it actually is. <laughs> I will say, I mean, I will say at least on the guy side, there's a reason why uh blink 182 wrote the line no mm-hmm. one likes you when you're 20 that's because true. most 23 year old guys are kind of uh, i i was a dick yeah i was a dick i'm total dick i i realized this and i've had this conversation um multiple times with my wife i can't talk to anyone like under 23 like 23 or under now <laughs> 
<laughs> I just can't do it. It's very difficult. And you're tw- how old are you now? I'm thirty. You're thirty. Okay, yeah. you're thirty. It's like I. They will start telling a story and complaining about something, and in my head, I'm just going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a real big deal. You're definitely going to be thinking about that in a week. It's true. I mean, there is like a heightened. Uh, I mean, it does kind. Of, well, I will say the thing that happened when we had a kid. Yeah, boy, that turned the volume down on everything else, and that may you know be I mean? part of it. It's too. definitely part of it. It's definitely part of it because you know, like, and I'm not going. I'm I'm trying to be careful and delicate here to not throw anybody that I ever see under a bus. <laughs> But, for instance, college students, yeah, you'll hear them going, oh, this week, we have midterms. Oh, it's just rough. Like, yeah, that's cool. Anyway, so we're still paying off my kid's hospital bills. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just a very different level. It's a different level, yeah. And, I mean, the thing, if you haven't, if you haven't, like, been, if you, okay, if you haven't, like, lived out in the world before, I mean, if you're 23 and you have a job and a family, yeah. I think we're having a different conversation. If, we're talking about 23 and privileged. Well, right? 23 like, in this scenario, we're talking, like, not, like, 70s 23. Right. Where, like, now I'm Which an is adult 35. and I do things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, we're talking 23, like, I graduated college and I'm still not sure how to sort laundry. That kind of level. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Do the darks go... I can't remember. Do they go with the lights? It's one white, one dark, right? That's what you do. You put one white sock with one black sock and put them in the washer. you 35 loads of laundry? (laughs) This is what the duck master goes through at night. He's like, God damn it! I just... Mom... That's how the ducks insist on their socks being washed. That's right. Their little little boobies. <laughs> their little flipper feet. Their little flipper feet. Oh. I think they're assholes. I think they abuse him psychologically. And physically. <laughs> uh, sushi Jack? Sushi Jack, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you think so? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for you to commit to this. I'm committed. Sushi Jackknife. No, I don't know. Shit. Yeah, Sushi Jackknife. Okay. 